WFNU is a volunteer-run station made up of many different community voices. Each program expresses one aspect of that diversity, not the views of WFNU or FNA as a whole. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to 651 Sports Update. I am your host, Mike Resendez, and he is Eric Erickson. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Mike. It's good to be back in the studio with you here at WFNU World Headquarters in Frogtown. That's right. It's been a couple of couple of months it's since J- January. You are listening to WFNU LP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio, as Eric said. Uh, and you just heard the fight song for the UMBC Retrievers. That would be the University of Maryland at Baltimore County, huh? That is correct. Now, they made some history last night, Eric. We saw, we were watching on television, history before our eyes, a 16 beats a 1. That's right. The first time in 136 <laughs> tries. So that is awesome. So congratulations to them. But the true question is, who knew? what the acronym UMBC was before last night. Not me. Not me either. <laughs> I think you and I were both talking, we both Googled it last night to find out who the heck they were. But uh, their uh, mascot's pretty cool. I like uh, I like that. Awesome nickname. The Retrievers. You don't hear about the Retrievers very often. So, all right. So on this show, we cover high school sports at all seven St. Paul Public Schools and St. Agnes. If you want more information throughout the week on this show and to see uh, some happenings and going on, please follow the show on Facebook at 651 Sports Update. We are also on Twitter at Mike651Sports and on Instagram, we are at 651Sports. Uh, So if you're on any of those social media platforms, please give us a follow. Uh, If you want more information on this station, visit our website at WFNU.org. You might be there already streaming us live. You can stream the radio station 24-7 there. You can also find out when your favorite show is on, like this one, and when our replay is, which is Thursdays at 11 o'clock, Eric. Okay. 11 a.m. But podcastable, downloadable, that's where you can get it after this live show. That's right. On demand. Mm -hmm. The world is on demand. So that will be on... Mixcloud and our various um, social media outlets. Uh, Today, we are going to be wrapping up the winter season for our schools, and we will also start the spring season. And you've got some previews to go over today, don't you, Eric? Yes, indeed. Some of the spring sports have already started practicing. Some will get going on Monday, and a couple more need to wait for snow to melt. That's right. And actually, we had... uh, one team of all the seven schools we follow, or eight schools, I should say, start uh, this past Thursday. So we will tell you who that is. I'm going to leave it as a cliffhanger for now. Teaser. That's right. Uh, but first, we need to get to some very important uh, things here, Eric. Last time you were on, we discussed your jingle. Um, we changed the name of the show. Your jingle became obsolete as it had the old name in it. You were so kind as to make a catchy jingle. Right, and this is just... For my appearances on the show, but you've, you've been back at work, you've come up with new new ideas. Right, now this this is just a reminder, this is just a snippet of what the old one sounded like. I'll play that again since it was a little, a little quiet. Get the volume turned up on this thing. All right, so that was the end of the uh, other one. That was a little snippet. A little that was a little snippet, yeah. jingle Mike produced. And uh, this now we have two to choose from this this okay. time. Um, options. Options. Oh so we can either decide right away, or I'll let you listen to them this time, and then when we get to the end, we can we can decide. Uh, but this is option number one. 
exclusively on 651 Sports Update. It's Mr. Como Park, Eric Erickson, WFNULB 94.1 FM in St. Paul. Okay, so that's option number one. Oh, is that cool? All right, now this is mm-hmm, option number two. Now, when I did this one... By the way, I did not request this. This is gratuitous on Mike's part. Thank right. You, Mike, this is fun, fun stuff. I don't demand a jingle. But. All right. Now, now number two, uh, when I was putting this one together and had it had it done, uh, I, I had no idea you were on your way to Washington, D.C. because you and I hadn't talked in a little while. So, uh, But this does fit into a little bit of what where you came from and what we're going to be talking about today. When he's not in Washington, D.C. or the U.N. in New York or anywhere else, he's getting firsthand knowledge to bring back to his students at Como Park High School. He's on 651 Sports Update, WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul, Frogtown Community Radio. All right, now I'm... These are extremely professional. They... Who's your guy? This is amazing. It's, it's a secret. Okay. But, so on that one, there it doesn't drop your name in that one, so maybe that one's not as cool as the first one. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so, but... It just said, it, did it reference Como Park? It does reference yeah. Como Park. It references all your your uh, your travels around the country. I, I think we're going to need some consultation on this. Uh, family, friends, students should probably weigh in. All right, so... Do we have time? To get back, yeah, we have a month. We have we have a month, okay. yeah. So we'll play them again. Buy some people, yeah, see what the, see what the, and maybe we'll uh, we'll post them uh, as well online, and people <laughs> can can vote on either one. <laughs> so well, I am uh, quite impressed by your ability to put something like that together. You won't reveal secrets, but those are no secrets. Quality. Yes, very fun. <laughs> All right, let's get on to some important news of the week now. <laughs> Uh, so the last time we were on the air, uh, we had one basketball game left in the sections, and that was last Saturday in the Section 4-2A quarterfinals, and it was Humboldt facing Minnehaha Academy. That's a tall task uh, for the Hawks, um, and Minnehaha did come out on top 87-50. to 50. Darren Riley led the Hawks with 14 points. Alonzo Dodd was next with 11 points. That does end the Hawks season. They finished the season 17 and 11 overall, and seven and five in the conference. Uh, Minnehaha Academy did end up winning that section, um, so they are. They sure did. I was there last night at Washington. That's where the section final was. My godson Jack Mahler was on the Minnehaha Red Hawks team that is now going to state. He doesn't play a whole lot. He brings a lot of energy on the bench. And we were just as important. <laughs> we were wondering when he might enter the game. And it was with six minutes left in the second half, and the Minnehaha Redhawks up by 40 during running time. So credit to Humboldt. Uh, they scored quite a bit more than New Life Academy and uh, played the number one ranked team in their class um, competitively, at least as competitively as the others have in this section tournament. So. Right, it's kind of hard to uh, to get up and face Minnehaha Academy with the talent they've got um, on their side. Multiple D one recruits, including yes. like top five in their national recruiting class. And so that's it, though, just top five. Hey, maybe one. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so that does end the Hawks season. Like I said, uh, they were the last team standing um, uh, for uh, boys basketball. So, congratulations to them. Um, also on Thursday, we have badminton, Eric. Badminton has gotten underway. Yeah, they're playing right now, I believe. Edina Invitational today. That's right. Uh, and Washington faced Burnsville, uh, and Washington won 7-0. Um, so that was a good start for Washington. Burnsville has uh, been an up-and-coming team to be reckoned with in the badminton scene. Um, and I had a, a poll result, or I had uh, a Put up a poll on Facebook this week, and the results were in the uh, poll was uh, since 2003, uh, the St. Paul Public Schools have had a state champion, and I was. And the question was, will that dominance continue? It was overwhelming, Eric. 
eight votes to zero that the answer was yes. People feel that St. Paul will dominate in the field of badminton once again. I agree. I think you agree too. I do. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, Harding or Johnson. Um, I think uh, it's going to come down to those, but uh, all the schools put well, up a I good think, fight. I think Como is going to challenge Harding, and I think Washington, Como, Harding are all right in that same pack. This is the inside scoop from a uh, Como badminton captain. So Nice. We'll, we'll reveal more about that later. But Johnson is the defending champ and the clear-cut favorite. Correct. Um, and also, just because uh, we have some time and uh, they don't get any airtime on this uh, show, but uh, we're going to do it today. On Wednesday, it was the Middle School Boys Basketball All-Star Game. Mm -hmm. And the gold team beat the maroon team 66-57. to 57. Uh, The teams that are on the gold, or the schools that are on the gold team, are Ramsey, Murray, Farnsworth, Hazel Park, Capitol Hill, and Battle Creek. And the maroon team is Highland Park, Parkway, Washington, Linwood, Monroe, Humboldt, and American Indian. So uh, those games are fun for the kids. Yeah, then those uh, uh, they took place. I can't remember where they took place. Um, Do you know who won? St. Paul City Conference in middle school boys basketball this year. I do not. I don't either. I'm trying to find it real quick. Go on okay. with the business. I might have a result soon. All right. I know it was not Murray this year. All right. So then in also in Harding news, uh, the Harding baseball and softball team received uh, thousands of dollars worth of equipment for baseball and softball from the Pitch In for Baseball Foundation and the Minnesota Twins. They also got a visit from Roy Smalley, who, fun fact, Eric, is the only twin to give me a high five during the 1987 World Series parade. Well, he holds a special place in your heart. That's right. Uh, it was amazing. Nobody got crushed or hurt uh, right by the Capitol when those cars were driving by. Everybody mm-hmm. was being pushed. I was there. So, uh, I didn't get a high five from Roy <laughs> Smalley, though. Oh, so you have to be a little plucky kid who's just barely got his hands above everybody else. Um, also, with Harding, they were able to raise the funds needed to start their very first season in the Minnesota Boys Volleyball League. Um, they will have, I believe, uh, Athletic Director Jackson over there told me that they were going to have two teams this year, one JV and one varsity. They had a lot of uh, boys interested, um, so much so that they were going to hold tryouts and have to make cuts. So I believe she said 40 were interested and 24 roster spots were available. A lot of interest. Yeah, and uh, there are going to be 40 teams total over, I believe, 20 or 21 schools throughout the state for the inaugural Minnesota Boys Volleyball League. So that will be a club sport uh, just like Ultimate Frisbee. Um, But just like Ultimate Frisbee, we are going to cover it as much as we can as long as we can find results and get information on the two teams in here in St. Paul that are going to be participating, which is Harding and Central. Uh, and we will get that taken care of. Highland Park would be your middle school boys basketball champions for the St. Paul City this year. And there you go. For the Scots. 12-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, so that's the results and stats that we have this week. Like we said, uh, the winter season is officially over. Um, we do a, we will have a Como Park, uh, wrap up here in just a second with Eric. Uh, spring has begun as well. We will also be doing a Como Park preview. Um, but first, last time you were on, we started our, that was January. Uh, we started our teams of the month. Right. And, uh, do you want to explain a little bit of what the teams of the month are since it was uh, your idea and then we'll get into them. Okay. The team of the month is whoever Mike uh, wants to shine a little light on for their achievement, for their um, academic standing, for their unique um, um, situation or accomplishment. And so the criteria is pretty open-ended about finding some St. Paul City team that's doing great stuff. And I chose Harding Girls Basketball as my inaugural selection for the team of the month because they had won a basketball tournament, a highly competitive holiday tournament at South St. Paul, and represented the city well against suburban and private school competition. And they suffered so many injuries, I was able to see them play at Como 
and talked with um, coaches and they had a really um, unlucky situation with injuries, but kept battling through this season, actually ended up five and seven in the city, middle of the pack, 11 and 14, despite losing, get this, six players from the varsity roster they started with uh, due to injury and, and um, other complications with uh, nagging injuries. So it was a hard grind, but they were plucky and kept working hard. So my new pick for team of the month, uh, I'm going to go to the boys' side. And by the way, you picked Highland boys' hockey last time, right? I did, yes. Yep. My new pick for the team of the month is Washington Wrestling. And I'm shining some light on the Eagle Wrestlers for what they did in February. Listen to this. They won their third straight St. Paul City title. They had five individual wrestlers win city titles in their weight classes. They won the Twin Cities title by defeating Minneapolis Washburn. And they had a few wrestlers with deep runs to section semifinals and got one wrestler, Moshe, into the state tournament. So Coach Taylor and Coach Crawford, they definitely have a good thing going over there with Washington Wrestling, the dominant force in city wrestling. And they are my choice for the 651 Sports Update Team of the Month. All right, and we had them on um, during our winter preview show uh, at Colap. Yeah, they in were Washington live Wrestling. at Colap, and three months later, they're looking back at another successful season. Awesome. All right, so my team of the month um, on the girls' side is the St. Agnes girls basketball team. They were fifteen and ten overall in the regular season. They were five and three. In the Tri-Metro East, that was good enough for second place for the Aggies. They went 1-1 one and one in the sections this year, making it to the semifinals where they lost to the eventual winner, Minnehaha Academy. Uh, throughout the year, they were led by seniors Adea Sandifer and Kaylin Lewis. Both of them were 1,000-point scorers in their high school careers. The third player on this team that had a supporting role was Bailey Larkin. She averaged 8.8 .8 points per game and was third in points on the team this season, scoring 211. Uh, the Aggies will lose a lot of senior leadership next season with eight seniors leaving, uh, but that just gives more opportunity for the juniors and sophomores on the squad to step up uh, for next season and uh, help out Coach Graves in continuing with the success that they had this year into next year. So... Congratulations uh, to them on their season. Sounds like a great season from the Aggies. Right. So we will uh, keep an eye on uh, both of those teams again for next year, and congratulations to them being our Team of the Month. 651 Sports Update. Teams of the Month. St. Agnes Girls Basketball, Washington Wrestling. Right. All right. So it is now 1018. You are listening to 651 Sports Update. I am Mike Resendez. He is Eric Erickson. And you are listening to WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. Sounds, it seems like we have a lot to catch up since you haven't been here since uh, January. So we haven't been able to do our, we didn't do a February uh, show together. So uh, we've got some Como Park news to get to. Yeah, we got the transition, the end of winter sports and the beginning of spring sports. So potentially lots to cover here. Should I get going? Yeah, let's start. Go ahead. I recently wrote the Como Winter Sports Summary for the Park Bugle Community Newspaper so I can highlight some of what our winter athletes did. The Bugle comes out this Tuesday, and when it does, you can read in more detail about what the Cougars accomplish. You can pick that up on your front doorstep, right, Mike? That Bugle, you going to read my article this month? I, I am. I read last month, by okay. the way. But if, if you don't have the Bugle delivered on your doorstep, you can pick it up at several local coffee shops, libraries, Speedy Market, Hampton Co-op, lots of other local businesses. And if you pick up your Bugle and read it, there are a couple of photos from state tournaments. And one of the two photos I have is about the swimmers. It's a picture of the relay team at the state swim meet. And I'll start by telling you about what they did reminding you that 
they were in the state swim meet for the first time ever last year, 2017. Getting to state was historic. And the boys knew that they wanted to return and had that as a goal. There was only one senior, Joe McCune Zereth, on that relay team. So three-fourths were coming back. And they wanted to qualify again. And it was a happy ending. They did. And I'll talk about how that went down. But there were many other impressive accomplishments this season, in addition to state. And the first thing was the number of swimmers. It was 20 this year, and that was all due to captain's recruitment. Coach Connery credits his captains, Jared Zeck and Cole Napriella for the turnout. So energy was good all season with the most depth that Coach Connery says he's had in his 15 or 16 years um, of coaching with Como. So the second thing was the improvement throughout the season. Como barely lost to Central uh, during the beginning of the regular season, very close meet. At the final city meet, Como passed Central and finished in second place overall in the conference. The Cougars also set two school records in two different relays including one in the 200 medley relay in the section meet. Uh, the funny thing about that was they finished fourth and the top three qualify for state. So they touch the wall and they look up and, okay, we're not going to state. But woo, look at that time. <laughs> that is the all-time school right. record. So that was a phenomenal accomplishment. And then on top of that, uh, that relay team of Cole Napriella, Jared Zeck, Noah Frazee, and Joseph Miller, the last event of the evening was the 400 freestyle relay, the one they had qualified for last year, and this was their real shot to get back to state, and they did. They, they finished in third comfortably. When they touched the wall that time, they knew they were not done, that they were going to go swim at the U of M in the state meet. Joseph Miller, a junior, also qualified as an individual for state in the 100 freestyle. So he finished second in Section 4A in that event. Then the third thing that was so impressive to me about this program was the parents and the fans. I was fortunate enough to be able to go to the section meet on a Friday night at St. Catharines and then make it to state. And the crowd and energy was so hyped up. It was a little bit unexpected that it was just packed. And I walked in and one of the coolest things I saw was I look up and you could see that Como fan section from all the way across the facility. They're in their black and their gold, they're standing, they're cheering. And they stick out when you get enough of that together. <laughs> yeah, they're coordinated and um, yeah, definitely, definitely stuck out with their with their colors and, and their uh, tight seating together, and it was really inspiring to see all their encouragement for all the swimmers. Such a positive event. I mean, swimming you're just you're just encouraging everybody to maximize right. their talents and just swim your best race you can. And when Joe qualified for state, that was the first state qualification that Como fan section just erupts and celebrates. And then when the 400 free relay team qualified, seeing those families so happy and so proud for their boys, it's just as good as it gets. Extremely heartwarming and inspiring. And finally, I should add, and I wrote this up in the Bugle, but the relay boys did not advance out of preliminaries at state. In fact, they were near the back of the pack. I think they might have been last in their heat in the in the state, but because the competition is just so much more fierce at that level. But the time they posted at state was faster than the time they qualified with at sections, and you can't ask for any more. So, than so that. they built on what they qualified on. So that's that's exactly. what you want. You can't ask for anything more. No, than that. it was a great ending to a really special season. So, Como swimming. Congratulations. So we have one, one, uh, one swimmer returning from that relay team next year? Yeah, Joseph Miller will be back. Frazee, Zach, and Napriel are seniors. But what did we say? 20 swimmers. 20 swimmers. You got up. the depth. Mm -hmm. So very promising future as well. 
Uh, Como Wrestling was represented at State 2. And to get there, the Cougars had to qualify out of Section 4. And there were some dedicated, hardworking kids that put in lots of time with their coaches and lots of conditioning, lots of technical work to advance pretty far through sections. Junior Jarek Beasley took sixth in his weight class. Sophomore Alante Johnson earned fourth in his weight class. And the leader of the team, senior Drew Barnard, in the 145 pound division, was in the final match at sections to determine who would go to state. The champ had been crowned and Drew and his opponent were wrestling to determine who would be second in the section and get to state. Win and you're in. Lose, season's over. So no pressure. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew was losing in that match deep into the third period. He was down on points. And then with 14 seconds left, he scored a takedown, got the points to take the lead, held on, and won. A sudden victory to make state. As Coach Magnuson described it when I asked, what was it like when, he, when, when, when Drew won? Uh, he just said, much joy ensued. <laughs> and that is, I, I, I wasn't there at sections, but you can imagine the eruption from Coach Vanderway and, and, and Drew just reaching this moment and his teammates there. And Coach Magnuson in his, his very direct, <laughs> subdued way, much joy. Taking in the joy. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't at sections, but I was able to see Drew at State in the XL Energy Center. Awesome event. Have you ever been to State Wrestling Game? I haven't. No, that's uh, another one of those events that uh, I've got to get to. It was so cool, Mike. Is what an atmosphere. Thousands of people, action everywhere, and... It's happening on eight mats simultaneously during these individual wrestling tournaments. And, and Drew is out there representing Como, fulfilling a dream. I asked him what it was like, and he said he was very contemplative, and you could tell he had, he had thought about this and reflected and taken it in, but he said it was everything I could have hoped for and more. And he told a story that I think people will appreciate. It was about a moment during a second match and his first match was short, his, in a loss. His second match, his consolation match, was longer. He, he went the distance. He lost, but he battled and finished the match, got the full six minutes on the floor, lost on a decision. But his story was in the, the middle of that second match. There was a moment when the ref was talking to the timekeeper. There was some issue, and they were trying to sort it out. So it was taking a while. And there was this pause, and Drew had a chance to survey the arena, just soak it all in. You know, I'm wrestling in the state tournament in the Excel Energy Center. This is my dream. And he, he looks in the stands. He said he, he was able to locate and find his parents and wave and big smiles. Uh, they wave back at him, smile and thumbs up. And that's a pretty sweet moment that, that they won't ever forget. So I appreciate the fact that Drew's mature enough to realize how very special that was and was able to have that experience because he worked so hard right. for so long. And you can just hope that that hard work leads to something. You're going to be proud of yourself and what you've accomplished if you put in the time and work, but to get that reward at the end and to be in the spot you want to be is, is unique and well-learned. So congrats to Coach Vanderway. Coach Magnuson and Drew Barnard for his state tournament appearance. There will be a picture of Drew in the Excel Energy Center with the Bugle article, too. Nice. That's, uh, that's cool that he had that moment to uh, be able to soak it in because a lot of times you hear from people that participate in events like that, it's like, well, I was here and then it was over. You know, and maybe they didn't have a chance to even to realize how big of a moment that really was until afterwards. But to have that opportunity during competition, I think, is, is a cool moment to have. Precisely. I think that's why I thought that was so cool. Okay, we have uh, a rundown of some other Como Winter Sports. I'll plow through here, including boys basketball. They had a really nice senior class. Senior leaders on the team included Malik McCoy, Robert Adams, 
Tim Simmons, Lucas Walton, Lewis Carter, Javon Bobo, Davion Tucker, and JBR Johnson. Junior Don Ward led the team in scoring with 16.5 points a game. Coach Robinson's doing an excellent job with the boys prioritizing academic accountability, academics before anything else. And when those are straight and in order and at the required level of satisfaction to players and coaches and academic advisors alike, uh, then they can play. And when they did play, they had some ups and downs, but one more games in the second half of the season than the first showed some improvement. A good season for the boys. Basketball team at Como Park. The Nordic teams kept working through weather challenges all season. It was a weird weather season uh, with lots of dry land training at the beginning and crazy cold temperatures. Right. It's like two years in a row now they've had some weird weather to deal with. Trying to figure out what the right timing on the calendar is. We still got snow out there right now, but is it skiable snow? Can you count on next year? Um, anyway, those are larger questions for the State High School League and Coaches Association to figure out. But with that uneven practice routine being difficult to manage, they still made strides and improved times. Organized coaching, strong senior leadership resulted in positive growth and experiences for all of them. Senior leaders included Eva Hansen, Eli Pattison, Gabriel Reynolds, Dominic Walters, Earl Eldridge, and Lucas Carmichael Tanaka. And at the conference meet, junior Antro Sibula and eighth grader Sailor Landrum on the girls' side, they both earned all-conference honorable mention for their team leading times in the section meet. Girls basketball, you know a lot of this. Uh, I think most people who listen to the show and follow St. Paul Athletics know how successful the girls have been. But it's four now, Mike, four years in a row with uh, the Cougars claiming the St. Paul City Conference Championship and the Twin Cities title. So in conference play, the Cougars went undefeated, extended their conference winning streak to 40 games, 40 in a row, without a loss, and they defeated the Minneapolis champion, South High School, in the uh, Twin Cities game to keep bragging rights in St. Paul. Was that, uh, was that game hosted here or in, in Minneapolis? Como. At Como, okay. Yeah, it alternates between the cities. Uh, this year was a St. Paul year. Okay. So the Como gym was packed. That was a really fun Saturday. It was actually, the, that was such a good day, such a good weekend, my goodness. Uh, swimming qualifies Friday night. Uh, Como wins the Twin Cities basketball title Saturday afternoon, and about an hour after that, we find out Drew Barnard had qualified for state wrestling. As far as the girls go, overall record 19-9, and advanced to the Section 4 AAA semifinals before losing to the number one seed, Matavidae. Excellent quarterfinal win at home against Totino Grace. Hard-fought win. We were a four seed, they were a five seed. And Como was way up, and then Totino Grace came back and tied it, and then girls just took care of business, calmed down, defense ratcheted up to another level, made some key buckets, and a 10-point win in the end. Uh, Michaela Van Nett surpassed 2,000 points for her career. Extraordinary achievement. For her uh, seniors, Rain Adams, Autumn Tucker, Danica Patterson, and Zarina Sementelli all played key roles in leading the Cougars to all of those titles as well. So every one of the five seniors have been accepted into college. Uh, four of the girls are planning to play at the next level. So it has been another stellar year for Como girls basketball. And congrats to the senior class on all that they did. Onward and upward and the next level of their uh, basketball playing days, so that's cool. And they had uh, got to see um, what hard work uh, can can lead to as they had Andrea Adams' uh, number retired uh, this year as well. So, Yeah, that was a cool event. That was in last month's Bugle. Mm -hmm. And then um, we got uh, John Malay of the State High School League to come on out for that one. And yeah, it's a big deal when his Toyota shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. for those that follow high school athletics across the state, he has a very wide audience and uh, was happy that he accepted the invitation to come on out and, and cover Mayor Carter's presentation 
uh, of Aunt Andrea's uh, Jersey retirement and hear all the great words from Andrea's parents and coaches. What a special night that was. All right, so that is the winter sports wrap-up. Oh, oh what well, do you have? I, I don't know how much blades you talked last month when I was gone. Um, last month, uh, we went through their sections, but that's about it. We uh, we didn't talk about your uh, uh, piece in the Bugle, though, so if, if that's something you want to bring up. Well, I did report in last month's Bugle that the blades have a – Wonderful program for all of the girls in the St. Paul Public Schools that mm-hmm. want to play hockey. Extremely young team, but leadership from the few upperclassmen helped the team come together. They had a fun and rewarding season. Uh, Gigi Gabrielli was the leading goal scorer, 14 goals on the year. They have a phenomenal goalie, Taylor Nelson. Uh, that's the big question mark for next year. Got to get a goalie coming up. She was a senior who recorded the victories for the Blades and kept them in many other games, kept them competitive and close in other contests. So she's uh, leaving along with senior captain Eliza Donnelly. But uh, beyond that, most of the team is coming back. Junior captain Grace Dodge will be be, uh, be returning with Gigi and uh, many of the other underclassmen. And most importantly, perhaps, for their future, they're moving into their new home at the Oscar Johnson Arena, OJ, which is a huge asset to the program because they'll have a home spot. they got a sweet locker room there, and nice. they can count on that being home. Nice. And that's uh, just a few blocks away from where I reside, so it's nice and close. I know uh, a couple of times that I've gone and interviewed them, they've been uh, on the West Side Arena, and they play games pretty much all over the city, wherever they can get ice time. So it'll be nice to have one central location at, uh, at Oscar Johnson. Definitely. Preview of spring sports, huh? Let's do it. Keep me on the clock, Mike. All right. We had, uh, let's see, it's 1037. You're listening to 651 Sports Update. Uh, that's the show reset, and uh, let's get into it. We have uh, softball you have up first. Okay. Bailey Hoopenbecker is a new pitcher. Bella Proper is another new pitcher. Do you know which pitcher they are replacing? Uh, it's a Proper. It's right? a proper. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I know it's a Proper. I, I, I can't I remember the first name. So Catherine Proper was Catherine the, Proper. a four-year star. She's now playing at St. Catherine's University. Uh, she just got back from a St. Catherine's University road trip uh, for softball to South Africa. Oh wow! <laughs> so just just down the road. Yeah. <laughs> so last year for Como softball, they, she took a road trip with her team to Brainerd. Right. <laughs> and this year with St. Catharines, well, she just that's the progression. Flew I think across the world to South Africa. Right. Uh, apparently, they have a big trip once every four years. Okay. She caught it on her freshman year. Nice. And back at Como. Um, her sister, Bella Proper, is a freshman, new pitcher working with Bailey Hoopenbecker and a sophomore. So those two are going to tag team. They're going to step in and take over the um, duties on the mound. And Alexis Barnes is going to catch for Bella Proper when she's on the mound. And um, Proper is going to catch for Hoopenbecker when she's throwing. And so there's going to be some interchangeable positions there depending on who's throwing. It's going to be challenging for the girls this year as they do adjust uh, to this new leadership on the pitching mound, but I anticipate rapid improvement and they will become comfortable and do great things for the team. And as as far as the um, hitting order goes, you've got Three-sport athlete, Gigi Gabriella, who we already mentioned with the Blades, and Isabel Hoppy, she's also with the Blades. They'll be in the middle of the lineup with Asia Falk. And senior leadership is um, including Adriana Tarver, Jessica Koch, and Lai Chiamua. And the goal is to compete for that city conference championship. They have been very successful in the regular season, being in first place in regular season the last two years, but losing close ones to Highland in the 
tournament championship game. So everyone knows what the goal is. It'll be tough because Highland's got a lot of talent coming back, but anticipate some real competitive games there at the top of the St. Paul City Conference. All right, and then we move on to baseball. Baseball finished third in the city last year, and they have a good senior class this year, and it's certainly a goal to remain in the top half and be competitive with uh, Highland and Central. The pitching staff includes seniors Gunnar Olson and Colin Columbus and junior Rafe Eddins. Some big bats in the lineup, including Olson. He's about 6'6", big football lineman who can swing the bat. And then we've got Donnie Ventrelli, too. He's the 6'5", 240-ish, uh, 250 uh, strongman who's going to play D1 football at the University of North Dakota. So I think there's visual intimidation in that <laughs> right. Como lineup. Uh, Probably batting one and two, I'm guessing. Sarcastically. <laughs> uh, Sarcastically, right? oh, okay, yeah. Gosh, yep, gotcha. yep. <laughs> yeah, was, was, Colin Columbus was telling me the batting order, and he says, yes, that part of the order, that that four and five spot, yeah. Yep. Those guys are... Those guys are going to pound home the leadoff hitters that get on, like Eddins, who might bat second. Uh, and Patrick Cornea, he says a good leadoff hitter, can get on base a lot and then come around when the big boys step up. So Colin Columbus also told me the infield has a goal of eliminating errors, at least cutting down on the number of them this year. Solid defense would give the Cougars a chance to win. Any uh, any plans on them playing in the big stadium this year? I know some teams get that opportunity. So Everybody's working on securing that date at CHS okay. Field, which is always a highlight, and we'll pass that on when we know that because, yeah, a lot of fun to go downtown and play in the stadium. That's right. All right, so off to badminton we go. Tulare Pa, number one singles. Tabi, junior, number two singles. Those happen to be some Como soccer stars as well. Uh, number three singles will be Cabao, a senior. And Napo, a freshman, is number four singles in the early season lineups here. She was a middle school star at Murray, and now she's stepping into the Como varsity lineup. So there's 40 girls in the program. Tulor is a captain along with senior Granda Sayabong. And they're in action this weekend at the Dinah Invitational. Should do well. Good early season indicator of where they stack up. But we're talking about a Como Cougars team that was third in the state last year. And they have the goal of getting back to the semifinals this year, both in the state tournament and in the city tournament, which are equally difficult. <laughs> right. <almost a> competition. <laughs> it's the same four in the city that are going to probably be the same four in the state. So that St. Paul City domination we talked about. We anticipate it will continue. That's Individually, right. I asked to Laura, what's your goal as an individual, playing number one singles, to win every match? That's a healthy goal to have. High expectations, <laughs> strong mindset. Knows she's got a chance if she competes at her highest level. Right, and like I say every year, I encourage you to go out and see at least one or two of these badminton matches because uh, it is not your typical backyard uh, competition. These are uh, players that... Uh, take this sport very seriously and you will get that uh, from the first first serve it's mm -hmm. awesome to watch so get out and see at least one of these if you can all right off to tennis tennis is led by gabriel reynolds and lot two they are both senior captains veterans of cougar tennis gabriel will most likely play number one singles this year and that'll be a step up the ladder and there's a ripple effect with that. Everybody is going to move up and play at higher positions than last year. So Will Larson, Jr., and Hunter Osibula are expected to play significant roles in the singles matches this year. Aiden Reynolds, freshman, and Stephen Bowler, a senior, are going to be key doubles players. Some of the combos need to be worked out when they get on the court next week, hopefully, if that snow is gone. But they'll be essential regardless of what the matchings, pairings are. Overall, the boys know it could be a tough road in the conference and with their non-conference competition. So they're going to control what they can control and be striving for individual growth every day they're out on the court. They've been a top three team in the city conference, and they will work hard to try and stay there. But 
Undoubtedly, it'll be fun. A lot of camaraderie on this team. And looking forward to a good season from Como Tennis. All right, and let's move on to girls golf. Former coach Jackie Larson, uh, her schedule has changed. Uh, she's pursuing a school counseling uh, degree and certification. So she, anyway, her schedule does not allow her to coach this year. So after two years of bringing some new girls into the program, she won't be able to coach them this spring. But new coach Jonah Fields. Oh, Jonah Fields is going to step in and help the girls keep up what they started a couple years back. This is a team I, I love telling you about when they got started, Mike, because if you remember, they were all new to golf. Right. Brand new to golf. <laughs> like haven't played before new to golf. It's not an easy sport to start, right? Right. It could be a steep It's an easy, easy game to quit. That's right. It's easy to walk <laughs> away from in frustration. But not for these uh, girls. They're very mature, intelligent people. They can make it work. This team has made it work. They've improved significantly and had fun the last few years. They've been doing it, and the senior leaders that are the core of this group are Grace Commerce, Olivia Mancia Chavez, Cheyenne Salverda, and Emma Wallish, plus a couple of other new girls that are ready to try. So when that, uh, they'll swing and start working on short game and some other things you can do in, inside, chipping and such. But uh, eventually they'll be out there, and it should be a fun season. All right, Coach uh, Fields will make that transition from soccer to he'll golf. Do, he'll do great. All right, let's go to track and field. Coach Roy Magnuson says numbers are good. There is potential to turn out 40-plus athletes when that snow melts in our new track. Florence Uagenza was the first name he mentioned when I inquired. She's got the potential to be a force in the distant events. She's... Uh, the winner of the Roy Griak Invitational last cross-country season mm -hmm. at 500 runners. She was first. So the potential for Florence is very high. The boys have some experienced athletes who are solid in a number of different events, both on the track and also the jumps. Those include some names we've discussed before on this show, even guests on this show, actually, with Lumen Johnson and Demetrius Simmons. Then there's also Lewis Carter and Lucas Walton. Lucas Walton is the defending city champ in the 300-meter hurdles. And then Abdul Karim Ogatu is a great young distance runner. He also ran cross-country. Then tried swimming, was one of the new swimming yep. troops, and now back running around that track a lot this spring. All right, so we'll look forward to following them on the brand-new track this season, so that'll be cool to see. All right, and the last but not least, we have Ultimate Frisbee. Como Area Ultimate, the famed team with the cow shorts, should be in good hands with Como alum Jesus Caballero coaching. Captains are some familiar names, which um, sort of show the quality of athletes participating in ultimate frisbee you have three state tourney qualifiers from winter sports <laughs> <laughs> as the ultimate frisbee captains you have seniors colin apriel uh, swimming andrew barner state wrestler and joseph miller junior swimming as the leaders of this team so cole's a cutter meaning well you know i don't have mm -hmm. to explain to you what a cutter is but for those who don't follow ultimate closely he, he catches the disc and scores the points right yep Miller and Barnard are handlers, passing and organizing. High participation numbers, and they've got league play, plus four tournaments lined up, and a stated goal of going far in the D2 division at state. Right, state tournament takes place at the uh, National Sports Center in Blaine. That's an awesome, awesome tournament. Uh, we want to see 80 to 90 teams, mm -hmm. boys and girls. Uh, take to the field. That's a great place to go. You could catch Aurora Ultimate there as well. That's the Correct. girls' team organized out of Como. Smaller in numbers than the boys, but dedicated and fun. They've got excellent spirit. They've developed into a competitive team that has given larger schools some fits. They, they really challenge opponents that have way more players in depth than them. That's a tremendous credit to 
the Como girls. They just work so hard and are so positive and uh, successful. So Aurora, they are the team with the Aurora Borealis shorts and flag that they plant in the ground. Right, and cool discs. So I've got a, one or two of their discs at home, actually. So, All right, so that will wrap up the... Uh, spring sports, unless you have anything else, but I think that's all well, we I, had on our schedule. I just wanted to give some credit to those leaders on that Aurora team. Oh, sure. Um, Ana Caballero. So Caballeros, you know, they are, they are the Big first family, family name in Como Park <laughs> Ultimate. Yes, the first family of Como <laughs> Ultimate. That's for sure. Uh, players, coaches, and super fans. But the other uh, junior leaders on the team include uh, Georgia Langer, Olivia Hellman, Emma Mueller, Kayla Salvichka, a lot of uh, very hardworking, fun, dedicated Ultimate players will have a great season. All right. So it's now 10.50. We have about five minutes uh, to go over the uh, your trip to D.C., the Econ Challenge, and then we'll get into our pro pick, and uh, then we'll play those two jingles one last time just so people have that uh, in mind so they know what they're voting for. Um, but uh, let's get on with the, the school news and your trip to D.C. and the Econ Challenge. Well, I was recently in Washington, D.C. for a week with 26 of my students from AP Government and AP Economics class. We were part of the National Close-Up Program, which brings students together for discussions, simulations, and study visits. So our Como kids were in mixed workshop groups with students from across the country, States like Oregon, Ohio, Arizona, Michigan, uh, Massachusetts, Louisiana, and a couple other states. And guess what? There are different political views in this country. There, no. Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> you don't even hear about that at all anywhere. You don't, but you don't see a whole lot of, of Make America Great Again hats and T-shirts in Frogtown. No. or Como, Mm-mm. or St. Anthony Park. But our students interact with others who do, and this close-up program, this national program, who do wear their Make America Great Again hats and speak very passionately about their beliefs that are different than some of the beliefs that our students have. And having a conversation to try and find common ground, listening to different perspectives, and then voicing, trying to articulate your own ideals to people who aren't familiar with your world and your worldview is is really important, very important and healthy, and it helps our kids grow. And that's why I'm a big believer in our close-up trip to D.C. is in part for that cross-cultural exchange that they get. And it's why I, I work hard to help interested, motivated students experience it. But we have a very fun intense week with all the things we squeeze in. And there's too many highlights to share, but I'll emphasize our Capitol Hill Day when we had meetings with our senators. We met with Senator Smith, Senator Klobuchar, our Congresswoman Betty McCollum, and the congressman from Minnesota's first congressional district, Tim Waltz. We also were in the House of Representatives chamber when Congressman Keith Ellison introduced a bill on the House floor and we had one additional special meeting in the Hart Senate office building with Jason Phelps. And Jason Phelps is the National Press Secretary for the Giffords Courage to Fight Gun Violence Group. Um, he also happens to be one of my former AP government students at Como. And it's really impactful for the current Como students to have a meeting with someone from Como who is now doing that very important work at a national level in Washington, D.C. So uh, that's that's empowering. And, of course, he's he's kind of busy right now. It's a little bit of an issue. Right. Um, Gun control and the student movement advocating for gun reform is phenomenal. And for him and his role to be able to talk to our current students and... Uh, listen to them and to tell them about what the work they're doing was was very unique and special. But it was uh, fantastic, and there's so many things I 
are just those moments you just sort of soak up. Here I am on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, looking out where Dr. King gave a speech. I just that stuff is is so so uh, impactful. But uh, one of the quirky, fun little things we did too is we had waffles and chicken wings at Ooh, Lincoln's Waffle Shop. There you go. So good. So so <laughs> fun. If you're ever in Washington D.C., uh, I highly encourage you to seek out Lincoln's Waffle Shop. It's right next to Ford's Theater and the Peterson House where 1865 Abraham Lincoln was, was killed and died the next morning in the Peterson House. Next door is Lincoln's Waffle Shop. Well, there you go. That's like history meeting history, I yeah. think, right there. It's it's a great place. <laughs> oh, Econ Challenge. Um, congrats to Como AP Econ students. They won the Urban Regional Invitational and have advanced to the state finals of the Minnesota Econ Challenge held at the Federal Reserve. So we had a wonderful day on Tuesday at the Fed in the qualifying event for the urban region and on the state for Eli Patterson, Mario Sanchez-Lopez, Kalina Yang, and Jackson Kerr. Awesome. Congratulations to them. Uh, next time you're on, you'll have to give us the results on that. Uh, just really quickly, too, I forgot to mention that the Central Minute Bots last week won the Judges Award at the Lake Superior Regional, so congratulations to them. All right, so let's get on to our pro pick. Last time you were on in January, this is how long ago it was. It was a Vikings pick with the New Orleans Saints. It was an over-under, 40-something-odd points, and you picked the uh, over, I believe. So, I did. So you won. I won. Um, and the Vikings won. And the so Vikings won. It was won. a good day right. for me. That's right. You had that wrapped up even before the <laughs> Minneapolis miracle even took place, but uh, that was an awesome day. So it's your turn to pick, and what do you have? I have a record of 10 and 9. You have a record of 9 and 10. It is close, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> It is close. You can to me, it's to not that close. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get there. You can get back to five hundred if you can make the right call on the over/under of Timberwolves wins Ooh. in their last thirteen games of the season. I bet you thought I was gonna go Minnesota United. I did. I honestly did because today uh -huh. is the uh, home opener. Home opener today. I'll be there in just a couple of hours. But I thought, you know what, the Timberwolves have had a great season. And they're closing in on a possible playoff berth. It's going to be dependent on how they do in these last 13 games. I'll give you the quick insight that seven of the games are at home. Six of them are away. Out of these 13 games, will they win over or under six and a half games? Ooh. Um... They are currently 40 and 29 on the season. Okay. In fifth place in the Western Conference. Do you happen to have their home and away sure. records? I have this for you, my friend. Okay. Uh, they're going to be at the Spurs. You're going to play the Rockets at home, Clippers at home, at the Knicks, at the 76ers, Grizzlies at home, Hawks at home, at Dallas Mavericks, home against the Utah Jazz, at Denver Nuggets, at the L.A. Lakers, home against the Grizzlies and the Nuggets to end the season. Mm. I was, mm, it I could go either way. It, yeah, it doesn't really help at all. Um, I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to do something different and I'm going to go positive on the home team and I'm going to say they're going to go over. Let it be noted, Mike has taken the over. They will win seven games or more. Seven games or more. Okay. I will have faith in the home team. All right, so we'll see how that goes uh, when you come back here. And uh, we got just a couple minutes here, so let, let's hear these jingles once again. These are ones that uh, you can let Eric know if you know him personally what you think or you can get us on... Uh, Facebook or Twitter. Here's jingle number one. Maybe. Let's, you know what, we'll uh, rewind that and then play it. Exclusively on 651 Sports Update. I like the accent on this it's one. Mr. Como Park, Eric Erickson. WFNULB 94.1 FM in St. Paul. I'm not really known as a funky guy. <laughs> Which might make it fun to have that because it's the jingle. That's right. All right, here's number two. When he's not in Washington, D.C., or the U.N. in New York, or anywhere else, he's getting firsthand knowledge to bring back to his students at Como Park High School. He's on 651 Sports Update, WFNULP, 94.1 FM in St. Paul, Frogtown Community Radio. 
All right, so there you go. Those are the two you get to choose from. Jingle one or (laughs) jingle two. All right, I'll, I'll ask some people. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been 651 Sports Update on WFNU LP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. I am Mike Resendez. Eric, thank you for coming in, and we will see you next month for sure. Thank you, Mike. All right. Have a good weekend. And coming up next on WFNU is Galactic Fantastic. Have a great weekend. WFNU and FNA as a whole.